0: I love water Coming point right there
1: Welcome to Celtic stuff live on the CLNS media network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. Justin and John here and opening night. Well, for the Celtics Ooh. tomorrow night, opening night for the NBA uh, happening as we literally speak and record this podcast. So everybody out there, I think getting a little geared up, getting a little excited, uh, interesting preseason, not a lot of games, uh, kind of a weird preseason for me that way. I'm used to seeing a few more games, a few more of those joint practices, things like that in the past. And um, But uh, I also kind of like it because I think it's uh, probably going to help these players stay healthy. And, you know, we're hitting the reset button. And so hopefully we're going to be back into a little bit more normalized training and off-season schedule for all these guys. And yet um, you see everybody on Twitter complaining, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Can't start the season healthy. Uh, so Al Horford inactive, uh, for the first game. And John, I kind of want to start with, you know, uh, what are your predictions, you know, for opening night? And yeah. I'd like to start with what is the starting lineup? I don't think it's been announced yet, correct?
0: No, it still has not. not. Yeah. So we're
1: still wondering who's going to fill that, who's going to fill that hole. And, uh, with Horford out, maybe there's two. Positions that we're not certain about.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's right about that. I mean, I, I, so it looks like Jalen is, I think, questionable. I think that's what they've termed it, um, to play tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, I think that that's, um, perfectly, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I thought it was always questionable, honestly, as to what was, what, what could happen, um, but, I, yeah, I I think that – let's assume – I'm going to assume Jalen's healthy. So I'm going to go right with Smart, Brown, Tatum, Rob Williams, because I'm going to assume the knee is good enough for him to play. And now we're down to what? We're down to one spot, right? We've been talking about this all year long. Where do you go? And I'll tell you, I'm going to go with the guy who we talked about so much after that last show and then, you know, really had a couple good – good showings I think in the preseason and that's that's Romeo Langford yeah I'm gonna put it on Romeo I think he's the guy um I think you know there's other candidates I think you know Schroeder had some good moments um that's probably belittling how good he was but but I think Romeo is I think they like him in that spot of kind of a not someone who's gonna be heavy with the ball but is gonna move it. Is gonna defend well so yeah I'm kind of leaning Romeo at this point and and you know Prepare to be completely wrong, but that's where I'm going. What do you think?
1: Um, no, that's the, that's the lineup I had. I, if, if Peyton Pritchard didn't have, uh, the broken face, then I probably would have gone Schroeder, to be honest with you, but I think they're not totally sure, you know, how Peyton Pritchard's going to play. And I think they're going to want to reserve Schroeder for the, uh, the bench as a result of that, you know, somebody coming in off. And I, I still think there's a high likelihood that that's the case. Uh, for him a good majority of the season, but I think there's an argument for him to be in that starting lineup. And, and I might have made that argument, uh, had Peyton been, uh, not smashed. So, uh, with that in mind, we, we've heard a lot from, uh, Ime about doing a big lineup and wanting bigs out there. I think the only potential sneak attack in lieu of Romeo, would be, you know, uh, Hernan Gomez. There's seriously a chance there. And uh, I know that's where they started the preseason, but they might want to keep somebody like Grant Williams on the bench. But honestly, I think Langford earned it. And there's a spot uh, for him in this lineup, and he shot his way and played his way and showed confidence throughout the preseason to earn that. So I think even from just as simply like, even if it wouldn't have been the choice, that they'd make in games two, three, four, five matchups dictating that, you know, I don't think that that's really an issue for Lang for tomorrow night, but, um, but sometimes matchups, but I think regardless of all of that, I think e wants to, to reward a player who probably played as good as anybody consistently every game of the preseason. And so he gets the call.
0: Yeah. I know. I think that's, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Uh, I think that he, you know, I, I, I kinda got a little bit of I don't know, I won't say flack, but I think there was some support there too from other corners that I, I think there's a lot of people sleeping on Romeo. You know, I, yeah. I we talked quite a bit about him and, and I think it kind of, it came before <laughs> we had even games. more
1: on Twitter, right? We had right. well, our our a conversation our, with Byron. I was like, don't step yeah. on Langford and then yeah. he goes off the next night. So.
0: But right. And, and so I posted that and, and, and then, you know, we kind of got going on that and, and then, you know, stuff starts happening people, you know, and I just felt like I listened to another podcast that was basically putting him fifth out of all the, all, all of the, the young guys. and, Admittedly, I mean, look, he's had a star cross start to his career. Let's, I mean, I'm not going to bury the lead on that. It's, it's, it's obvious. He's, he's really struggled, um, with injuries and, and opportunities. And I mean, there's just a whole bunch of reasons why it hasn't gone well. I, it's pretty, it's pretty clear. Like it's not like a surprise that that's the case. But, you know, he still is the 14th pick. He's defended his butt off when he's had opportunities, to at least on the defensive end, which probably was the biggest question going into it. And it, really what was left is, can he shoot? And can he generate enough offense to make himself worthwhile? And the shooting certainly helps. But to me, the, the real trick with Romeo's, it's the Romeo experience is, can he get the ball in his hands, get downhill and create offensive opportunities for himself and others? And I think we saw that in the preseason. That to me is the trick of, okay, now we can start to build off that. And now can we, can we take that and, and turn that into something that's, that's a little bit greater? And I, and I think that that's pretty clear. Um, That that path is there for him, um, if, if he, if he continues playing the way he has. Um, and that's no, not to denigrate Pritchard or Neesmith, who I think also had good preseasons as well. Um, Mm -hmm. both, all, both of those guys earned, I think more of a look and, and obviously made everyone kind of say, well, maybe we don't need Josh Richardson. Um, (laughs) his vaccination status is helping that too, by the way, but Pritchard,
1: Pritchard's shooting. Definitely, if Langford hadn't been nailing the three ball as well, mm-hmm. Pritchard shooting, Pritchard's shooting definitely puts him, because they're going to, especially if they're going to go in this double big lineup, you know, in general, his shooting can open things up quite a bit. Now, if you are going to go Horford and, and, uh, Lob Williams, uh, there really isn't a spot to put a Pritchard or a Neesmith or a Langford, but I, I can see where, Based on health, especially Rob, like, let's see how that goes, that they're gonna slot somebody in there and they're gonna want, if they do take out one of those bigs, they are definitely gonna want another shooter because they're gonna be moving Tatum a lot closer to the basket. So, yeah. that's the way it's gonna be.
0: Yeah, I know, I think that's right. And, and, and to that end too, let's also say that the, the Tatum playmaker stuff, the, the the nuggets reports, of, you mean yeah the nuggets of that are really helpful for his development and growth. I mean, look i i'm not I'm not expecting his his high side outcome is Larry Joe Bird over my shoulder here. Um, you know, if he turns into a playmaker on par with you know Kawhi Leonard or or you know that sort of. I'd be like, wow, great, exciting. That's, that's really great. I think he, there's a higher upside for him offensively than that. Um, but at least, you know, set the expectations low. But I think the way he's picking out guys and the way he's kind of taking his teammates off guard in terms of how well he's able to, to find guys and see things and also his approach, his approach being so much more about finding guys and not forcing it that's like game-changing level stuff in terms of moving him from a guy who's in that 10 to 15 range of the best to really up top five, you know, without question um, and closing that gap, I suppose, on the young guy list with uh, with Luca.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, the playmaking is going to be – it's going to be huge for the team, not just his development, but huge for the team. It's going to be huge for Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. It's going to be huge for – continuing to reinforce and quell, you know, this like manufactured sort of competition for who's the alpha dog on the team between them two. Like there's going to be so many reasons that that would be healthy for the organization. But um, in general, it's interesting that the three ball shooting is coming from these younger players because that will also put Tatum in a leadership position because he's going to be feeding these other younger players, not mm-hmm. necessarily the vets. And, you know, it's Neesmith, it's Langford, and it's Pritchard. It's all these younger guys that they're actually getting all that floor spacing from. Uh, we heard the other day that Neesmith broke uh Tatum's record for the most consecutive three-point attempts without missing two in a row. I can't remember what 200 number it was. 244. ridiculous. 244.
0: 244? Okay. Yeah. Imagine. And
1: then... Somebody else tweeted exactly what I thought at that moment. Like the minute I read that, I was like, "Tatum's going to go out there immediately and and 50. put that <laughs> put that one back down." <laughs> yeah. And I I can't remember who tweeted it, but I was like, "Yeah, that, I think that must be what everybody was thinking." Like Tatum ain't going to let that stand. Um, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see if we hear anything about that record again later. But that's you know, the fact is is Tatum had the record. Neesmith came in and, and challenged it and got pretty pumped up. He's a competitor, mm-hmm. and, and you know we already know how you know solid of a shooter Tatum is, mm-hmm. but um, Neesmith's got a real a real shot at space in that floor. Langford in the preseason, and then Pritchard all the way back to summer league, mm-hmm. just oh, on yeah. fire and the, yeah. the range. That's the one that is the difference between Pritchard and Neesmith and Langford, though is he can literally be almost four steps back. He's he's yeah. not quite Steph Curry, but he's in that ridiculous range mm-hmm. from three and being able to knock them down. And um, so I, I, think, uh, I think that also kind of plays into it, that if Tatum's feeding those guys, they knock it down. It also builds Tatum's confidence that he's got younger guys that he can rely on. It gives the younger guys who just keep who need to keep building confidence, more confidence. Mm-hmm. So uh that's the way that I see it really impacting the entire team and their success.
0: And I, and I think, uh, I think when you look at last year's team, right, the difference is they didn't have the safety blanket, right? So, if this was last year, let's assume you forget last year ever happened. Um I don't. I don't know how you can because so many things have happened between last year and. I'd like to forget the last two year. years,
1: honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of a blur, <laughs> For so right? Many reasons. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but but if you were if you were just to ignore last year, and and you've got young guys in Romeo Pritchard and Neesmith coming out of the preseason, hot, shooting the ball well off of a good you know summer league and. All that, what your feelings about that season forthcoming are just completely different than last year, where you had that weird thing where there's you know you're it's a short turnaround and no summer league and you're drafted no and then shooting, all of a sudden five no minutes shooting. later, yeah, I mean it, it's like okay, so. Take that, okay, and say maybe this is a true representation of who those young players are as players. I think that's a fair, I think that's a very fair read on things to say, you know, this is who Pritchard was going to be. This is who Neesmith was going to be. This is who Romeo is. Um, and if you say that, and now you also have safety blankets, safety blankets in the, in the way of Hernan Gomez and, and, and Richardson. Josh Richardson and Schroeder. So if they don't have, if they don't hit, You've got guys who are, you know, medium, mediocre players. You know, I mean, obviously Schroeder, you know, we know he can do more. He's a sixth man. But you've got something there if they, you know, they forget how to tie their shoelaces. But if they don't, <laughs> if you don't need those safety blankets, what does your future look like, right? What is your, your rotation looks like a team that has, <laughs> you know, guys who were, you know who have the potential to be much more than what we thought they were or maybe as they were portrayed to be and i think that that's kind of the 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 paradigm shift these are the same guys there's no difference a year ago to where they are now the difference is they've had the opportunity they're building off opportunity and the Celtics have a break glass in case emergency yeah, options, the, the which they didn't have that. a year ago and right. should we kill I'm gonna, as the, as a Danny Ainge defender, should we kill Danny Ainge for his broken roster construction? I'll kill him. I'll hate the the Tristan Thompson and the, and, um, the Teague signings. Sure. But, you know, (laughs) these three guys are still talented players and we, and Grant has shown up, I think decently as well. If that's the case, does that make you take a different look at, at at what you had last year? maybe, maybe not. I'm just saying like I think there's just like this oh, it's so different, it's not different really. it's schroeder, it's Vernon Gomez, and it's um um Josh Richardson and there's still the, the 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 jury is still out as to whether or not how how much those guys will impact this team this coming year, and I know people yeah. I agree with that, but that's how i feel
1: well it's not it's not all that different than last year. But,, um, and it's still a double big.
0: yeah Double big <laughs> Justin's frozen here. So hopefully he's saying that he's still got the double bigs, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So while he's frozen, right. Um, uh, he's really thinking about his point here. He's trying to get to. I'm sure.
1: Mark, there is he's smart. back.
0: He's back. It froze on you there for a second, Justin. Just so you know,
1: what you froze. Well, my audio's my audio and video are going to be good when you download this,
0: right? But you're going to be frozen. Ooh, ooh. you're frozen. Ooh. freeze him out. Let's see what happens. Freeze him out. We'll have to find out when we get this thing downloaded. What I bet anyway, both.
1: I, I bet both of them are fine. Yeah. I <laughs> both of them are fine. Yeah, and nobody even knows what happened. And we're both talking over each other. <laughs> oh, great. are you? Oh, that's so funny. You were like, "Hey, why did he finish that thought? Yeah. He just had a chance to talk." <laughs> uh, so here's the thing: gotta love Zoom.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: all I was saying was it it isn't all that different, except um, that you don't have you've anointed you know Marcus Smart. You don't have Kemba Walker in and out. The double big lineup is the same, except you have one that can shoot. Yeah, And, you know, ultimately when you go back to the Danny point that you were making, Danny deserves a ton of credit and a ton of respect for his ability to find talent and draft talent. You cannot argue that one draft does not throw the baby out with the bath water. He's been an absolute stud. The, his ability to trade and move around in the draft outside of the year that he had all the, the glut of middling picks and, You know, that's not always, you don't always see those get moved for any major crazy. Oh, look at me. I traded 22, 24, 26. Now I have the second pick in the draft. Like that never happens. So, you know, there's times where, you know, people don't want more picks either. Not every team wants a glut of picks. They want one really good player. Mm -hmm. The value isn't, you know, they always, they would always say, ah, there's more swings of the bat. Yeah, there's more swings of the bat, but you're batting 150 and Mm -hmm. you're going to take you know, batting 500 on an all-star at the top of the draft, then batting 150 three different times because your batting average is still 150 just because you got to the plate three times. You might get, you know, one hit or whatever, but um, you're still going to take the higher percentage shot and you're trying to win the game. And so uh, one swing of the bat is what it is. So anyway, uh, you got to give him that credit. I, you know, I think he worked with what he could last off season. The biggest thing was the the Hayward the Hayward moves. I think they got a little over yep. cocky. Yep that that's the criticism that you can no definitely doubt. throw at him. Yeah. But but you know, Brad went out and did all these things and made all these moves and da 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 da. You know, and and maybe Danny would have been able to do the same things, maybe not. You know, there is this whole reputation of can't let can't get fleeced by Danny Ainge. It's that's a right. bad look, and so. If anything, you know, maybe that's a reason why we went down this path. You know, who knows? Who knows w- why this transition happened? But, um, I do like that Ema, um, sent some messages, you know, during training camp to some of the players, you know, like, look, you guys got what you wanted, but now you get what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to hear, I don't, it, it was definitely contextualized in the, in the media that, Marcus didn't really take kindly to that situation, but um, you know, what? he's your coach and a little more heavy handedness, I don't think is a bad thing, especially with a younger group who, you know, other than proving themselves when the vets that they were trying to supplant moved out, once they had that role, you know, they've got, they've got a lot to prove. And, and so I think having a coach that's a going to, you know, kind of come with a, maybe not an iron fist, but a, he's, you know, he's, he isn't going to let them bully him, you know, for better or for worse. So as long as he gets along with Tatum and Brown, I'm yeah. okay with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, well, and, and it's, yeah, that's, you're right. And I, and I'm, again, I think obviously you have to, you know, suspend Spartan that circumstance. What's interesting to me is how he did it and how he's operating. He's mu- he's operating much more in the press than Brad ever did. Yeah. You know. Is he uh making an issue of it? Is he, you know, is he going Doc Rivers and like let sending messages out that way and leaking stuff? No, 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 no. He's not going to that extent. But he's very clearly making people know this happened, this is what it is, matter of fact. It's yeah, over. Yeah, he's not
1: saying nothing to see here. Right. He's saying this is what it is and we're not gonna make it more than it is.
0: Yeah. Which I think is good. I think that's you know I think that's a, a reasonable. I don't like the whole make exam, you know make you know make a big you know huge to do about it. It's what happened. Let's smart deal with the, the the fallout from it, and you know it's his mistake, and so it's 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 up to him to kind of own up to that and. Um, you know, it's curious timing, obviously with the, the, the captain's issue, um, kind of still, you know, simmering and not really sure where that's going to go. Um, it's
1: not happening, dude. It's good. I bet.
0: What do you think? I bet, the, what do you think I bet they happen? bail on it. Huh? You think they're not going to do it. They're not going to do no, captains. I
1: think they're going to bail on it.
0: I think the only way they wouldn't do it. I mean, just because he was speaking in favor of it is if.
1: The I don't think the players who, want it.
0: The guys who would be captains say I don't know I right. So let's just let's just say Jalen and Jason go to Ime and I think really you're talking about Jalen just because of his who he is and the way he Jalen I, you know, Jalen I think,
1: and Marcus and Horford are the three front runners.
0: I think Jason is is not that far behind.
1: Oh, I think he should be there. I don't think he wants it.
0: I don't know if it's up to him, though. No. I, 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 no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say what I just said. I, let me back up. We retract that statement. What I'm saying is, I think that the, um, I think he's thinking a lot more about his leadership, um, and I think it's also being thrown at him a little bit. Which I'm not sure which. is kind of partly what you're saying too, a little bit, which is like he's not trying to like seek out leadership roles. But I don't. I don't know that if you're the best player at that level of trying to be a top five guy, you can run from that. And I don't know that he's running from it. I just don't think he's seeking out the vocal leadership role. I I think that's the distinction he's trying to make at the moment. But I think he sees value in in leading, um, but just not as you know, kind of the rah rah you know guy that um, I think a lot of fans and a lot of media you know, kind of want because it makes it easier for them to understand how you lead in that capacity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Um, I just don't know. What are the responsibilities of the captain from Ema's, you know, like, yeah. like if it's a figurehead, this team doesn't want it. Right.
0: Yeah. No, so, there you go. so yep.
1: that's where we kind of come back to that vocal piece and, and so I, th- you know, I think it's like this combination of somebody who's already kind of elevated in the players union, you know, representation, somebody who's already kind of a league wide person, you know, who's maybe even spoken out on issues outside of the game. So I can see where, you know, Jalen, where he may not be as vocal, like his captainship has a lot more to do with like, he's an entrepreneur. You know, he's very um, you know, involved in, you know, uh movements outside of the NBA, you know, mm-hmm. to say that kind of globally, right? You know, he's um you know, he contributes to the players union. He it's just you know, he's kind of got this really broad he loves to play chess, right? That was the worst thing that you could ever <laughs> draft in a player. Somebody who <laughs> plays chess and reads books. <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So
1: I, I feel like, you know, the, the way I'm not saying Jalen Brown's a perfect person or I even know him well enough, but there's definitely been this, he, he really does everything he can to enrich his life. And he does seem to make a pretty concerted effort to improve other people's lives. Right. So I can see a C on somebody for that reason, who maybe not be a vocal leader. And then the problem is is that that's where I kind of lump Horford in. But you could kind of give a captain to a guy who's been in the league a long time who's still kind of a silent leader, so I can see Horford kind of getting it. And then you look at somebody like Smart, who is the vocal leader, so the heart and the soul and the effort and the hustle, and so I can kind of see that. But that's really where I land on those three. But then you've got this issue where, like, well, Brown's got the captain, but – Tatum doesn't. So now that's a problem, and it's contributing to the bullshit machine. So then you kind of have to toss Brown out, and you got to go back but Do they like each other? How much do they like?
0: Do they like how much they, you know, who eats how they eat? You know, does Jalen like to use a fork and knife when he eats a candy bar? Or what's the... God, how much what days, a
1: great man. opening night game. Tatum, you went off for 60 points. You beat yeah. the shit out of Kemba Walker. That must have felt good. Evan Fournier only got 10 minutes, but I'm sure that still felt good too.
0: Yeah. And at
1: the same time, what we really want to know is how do you feel about Jalen Brown having yeah. the captainship and you are kind of left sitting <laughs> off to the side on this one? You know, does that put a strain on your relationship with Ime (laughs) as he tries to establish himself as the head coach of this young club where we know everybody is sort of catty and bitter because they're not mature? You know, can you please tell us about that? Or should we just direct questions like that to Ben Simmons?
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Jason, you went two for ten in the first quarter. Is that because you were upset that you didn't get to shake hands with the referees at the start of the game? Yeah. Your thoughts. It's just, talk about talk about talk about how it's like. Gosh, like
1: it's just so it's so over the top. So
0: yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, I mean, I think I, I think I, they're in a yeah. I think
1: they're in a lose lose situation with this captainship. I think they. Yeah. I I think if they, especially after the the. Smart thing. Like, what are you going to do now? You're going to give it to him a week and a half, two weeks into the season, so that you set the right thing. Now it's now it's this negative, mm-hmm. right? It's this whole negative. Like, I bet they wish they had just shut the hell up on this thing <laughs> and announced it once they decided it internally or not.
0: The only thing people love more than how much did Jalen and Jason, you know, like each other and you know, hang out at each other's houses and. You know, do play match together, um, is whether or not who is a captain. Like that's like yeah. pastime right there. Like it's, it's a distraction,
1: dude. Jesus, it's, it's, it's such a just, both of those things are <laughs> a complete distraction. Yeah. And you know, um, yeah, it is what it is. All right. I'm going to move on from that because, um, I did not do, I've done a really nice job of being optimistic this show. Boom, 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 you know. I'm but that has nothing to do with how good they are. So it's, no, no, just, no. it's, it's, no,
0: it's ridiculous. Nonsense. I, yeah. I, don't, I think you're okay. I think you're still positive.
1: No, I just, I just meant, yeah, but I could go down a dark path pretty
0: quickly. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I'm, let's you stop know, that. And, and
1: I'm saying I've been, <laughs> I've been really good. Yeah. You know, so. 25 minutes of the show and, you know, the last couple of shows, you
0: know, positive, uh, day,
1: positive. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. So let's, let's stay on that train. We're back and we're better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. I bet you didn't know this was a betonline.ag ad. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our favorite promo code, our is most favorite. Don't ever take it away from us again, CLNS50. That's the promo code, folks, CLNS50, and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing, stupendous, wonderful offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. I'll try to have a little fun with that one.
0: That was fun. I, I had a good time just listening. It was vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> <Bigly. laughs> oh.
1: So you wanted to have some fun on this show. I do. It's so. so <laughs> make it positive. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, we're skating the line. Uh all right. So, why don't you? We're gonna we're to well, do a little debate here. Or uh, maybe well, more I'm, of a discussion. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even really see the debate till. Maybe the bottom of the list. So why don't you tell them what so. we're talking about with the list?
0: Well, so, okay. So let, just as, as everyone probably knows the, this in the 75th anniversary, there's a lot of talk about, you know, top 75 players league wide, right? And so the Celtics announced last week that they are going to have their top 15 players, um, announced, which, you know, there may be some, there may be, a lot of overlap, and you wonder how many would be on the Celtics fifteen that aren't on the nba seventy five or vice versa um because I think there's like, probably a lot of a lot of overlap and maybe a hundred percent possibly like um, Jordan Crawford like Jordan Crawford and Gigi totome uh absolutely <laughs> um but so just as kind of having fun here, Brandon Hunter, and there's nothing everyone likes more than lists of players when you're on a podcast. So you can't really see it. So if you're not an auditory, you know, just just take a pen, pen and paper, and start writing these names down, uh, or you can go to at cns at csl underscore duke on Twitter, and you can see this as well. Um But okay, so my came up with my list, right? So my list um Wait, did you write down a list oh i had this on twitter there's a whole thing going on yeah, yeah yeah
1: oh oh you've already got your list on i got my
0: list, list. right okay, so i okay. figured go with my then list i'm
1: just gonna criticize your list
0: that's what I, that's what i was really hoping you'd do is just criticize I mean, right. me that's really the easiest way to do this is just you know, it's just for you we to come even at get me get
1: along you know what i mean so like which one of us gets to be the captain
0: Right, I want you to come up my neck on this. Is really what I'm looking for. I really want to be bleeding out. And yeah, okay. Anyway, all right. So, now,
1: are these in any particular order? Is uh,
0: the most important you know, question. kind of, sort of, but not really. I mean,
1: yes, it doesn't have to
0: be. It's but, yeah, it doesn't have to be in
1: every five is sort of in a ballpark.
0: Right. Like for example, Russell Bird is like one two. Right. Right. And. I think you can make an argument in either direction, but I think most of it would go Russ one, Bird two. Okay. So that's where it, I think it, Hondo three, I think. Can I you ask know, you a question?
1: Yeah. So when you say, when you say I would go Russell one and, and Bird two. Yeah. Um, but, but are you incorporating everything they've ever done? No. For the organization or just playing, well,
0: playing years? Uh, playing years for the Celtics. Okay. So for example, Max would Max be on here because he's been a broadcaster for 25 years, or because he played in a period of time where he was? So you are counting MVP. his announcing years? No, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Okay, right, right. Not right, counting right. Heinson's years as a coach. Not counting as a broadcaster. You know, I this is just Perfect. as a player. This is your yep, moment
1: as a player wearing a jersey period and
0: not so tiny Archibald. Great player, all-NBA player before he got here. All-star player when he's here, but, you know, his best years were in KC. Uh-huh. Garnett's best There's, years. So not last possible. question,
1: last question. Does the number of years that they played for the Celtics count in that? Not just how good the yep. years were, but the longer they played for the Celtics, you know, the more years with the Celtics gives them a higher ranking?
0: I think so, yeah. Okay, good. I, you know, That's but how there, I would do it. But there's instances where, and, and anyone with three years or less, I did not count. So, for example, Kyrie Irving is not on my list. He <laughs> wouldn't be. He's he no business. He's on a different list, but not that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is—I
1: can't can't wait till we talk about Ray Allen, but let's start up on to the top of the list.
0: Again, a different list. Wrong list. (laughs) Good. All right, so so here, okay, so we got Russell Bird. All right, easy, no questions, right? No questions to go with those two. John Havlicek, Hondo, number three, all-time leader in points, a billion MV, uh, a billion championships two eras i mean maybe not the best player at any point maybe 73 but but really a consistently great player a sixth man to an all-star starter to linchpin of the team the the longevity there is just hard to ignore all right. This is where things start to, I got some pushback on this and
1: because of your order or because of the people that you've selected because for of the, the order. final 11 slots. Okay.
0: Because so of I don't the order. think we
1: have to get totally hung up on the order, but right. But I uh, think but for okay. some
0: people, the, the, the tier thing, right? Well, okay. I hope you're going Pierce next. I'm not. I'm going with Bob Cousy next. See, and,
1: all right. I'm looking at a similar list. Yep. And Cousy was definitely low on this list yeah. in my opinion. Yep. Um and I think had Paul is, I had think Paul he, Pierce retired as a Celtic. Yeah. The entire then I think you I think you'd have to have gone with Pierce here. Yeah. I love Kuz because he totally embodied that style, you know, for all those years of just win, 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 win. Nope. And every highlight you watch of red hour back basketball has Coozie at the helm right. running the break. Right. Um but, but I think, you know, you look at the numbers for Paul scoring numbers, the fact that he made it through really lean times, you know, and, uh and, and then still won the championship and everything else. I'm going with, I'm going with Paul ahead of Cousy, But That's fair.
0: I, 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 I did kind of battle those two names back and forth. The reason I went with Kuzi is he had, he was an MVP. Um and you know kind of unquestioned one of the top player he was really the top player top marketable player in the NBA through the fifties. Yeah. Um, that's you know and it- so the-, the whole thing is I'm talking about guys in their era. Okay, so yeah, if Bob Cousy, if 1957 Bob Cousy came to the NBA today without any training, any <laughs> nutrition, any workouts without knowing that you can actually dribble on the side of the ball, which people don't understand. They get on him because he dribbled on top of the ball. That's because if you had the ball on the side, it's a travel. So, right. like, there's, like, people, like, really hate on Bob Cousy, and I think it's completely No, absurd. he played
1: – yeah, it's totally absurd. He
0: was a trendsetter for that time. Like, let's just respect it for what it was. Yeah, okay, you're you're not as good as 2001. I know. Like, why didn't they have nuclear weapons in the 1800s? You know, I mean, it's just like, come on, <laughs> let's just be right. fair with what. Right. Stay in the era, and in that era, he was he was a g- truly great player and changed the way the game was played. Yeah, so that I got makes Pierce. Sense. So then Pierce after that, which again, I think he's got to be top five. That's more of a longevity argument though than a top of the game argument, and I think it's harder in modern day. Or more modern days to have that top player. Cause there was more competition, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know,
0: more teams, more all that. So it, it's I'm super hard to be interested there.
1: to see where you have Tommy Heinsohn. So let's move on. All right. I'm-
0: Kevin McHale number six, which is maybe a little yeah. high for some people, but mm. for his moment, I mean, he was there through the whole, won all three championships from 84 to 88. You know, the second best player on the, on the, on the team, certainly. But some of the best teams in NBA history, he's the guy. That had More teams had trouble stopping than Bird. I mean, you get Barkley saying that he was the best guy he ever played against. So you got McHale. Yeah, they would be I like went,
1: saying that with the Lakers, yeah. you wouldn't put Kareem in there just because Magic
0: was right. there. You exactly. can't do that. You can't right. separate I mean, that. Kareem had his moment there, but it, there's, there's distinctions Fight. there, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is where I think Garnett is next for me. And it's a little high. He didn't win nearly as many championships as a lot of guys I'm gonna talk about in a minute. Yeah, but his
1: impact on the culture night and the day. marketing piece. Night and, and day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like night and day changed the whole view of the Boston Celtics overnight. And and really to this day, what he did is the stuff that the kids are playing now, the players are playing now, what they grew up with. There's there's something about the Boston Celtics is because of that guy. Unbelievable defender should have been MVP yeah. in two thousand. You,
1: you, you bump him up the list, if not just for the folklore of his yeah.
0: name during yeah. his time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. I so Heinson, Heinson's next.
1: Great. Yeah. So you have him higher than a
0: lot of people. A lot of people don't have him but, that high, but
1: but he but yeah. The yep. first two
0: years of his career, he was the scorer on that team. I mean, he was Dude, the guy who came in it up. as
1: a rookie and dominated.
0: Right. He's rebounding dominated. the hell of the ball. Rookie of the year in fifty-seven. Um, you know, his career got cut short a little bit, but he was, he was a crucial piece for those 50s, late 50s teams, early 60s Celtics. Um, you know, injuries kind of, kind of slowed him. And I think he would have been higher up on a lot of these scoring lists and whatnot if he was able to finish out his career. So I got Sam Jones next. Uh, Okay. He's the score. I mean, he's the score of those kind of as Tommy Ebbs, Sam's kind of rising as, as the key score for those 60s teams. Why not Cowan's? Well, the problem with Cowan's for me is the end. His end in Boston, he's part of those really bad Wicks and Row teams. The the departure in, in 80 to, to go to, you know, kind of retire and walk away. And just a very strange kind of finish. On the other hand, an MVP, someone who won two titles. So Cowan's... Smaller
1: has, smaller center
0: who small played center, the right.
1: Celtic style of center. Right. And took, took them into that era coming out of having one of the best centers ever and the best center power forward combo that they had until maybe the eighties came back around. Like that's a tough position to be in. It is. I'll give you Sam Jones ahead of Cowans, but he's got to come in right after that.
0: And I, and I totally like when I look at this list and I, that's the one I kind of look at and say, geez, I really feel like Cowans should be higher because of what he did. Like you said, changing the culture.
1: He's yeah, the they, you know, he, big fan.
0: As as good as Honda was, it was Cowens and Tommy coming in that changed the way things worked in the seven. Is
1: Billy Howell gonna get in your top fifteen? No,
0: not at all. No. Not, not even close? Not there. Nope. Nope. Not even the twenty. You know, because I I had some others that didn't make the list that I kind of talked about. But Bill Sharman. Bill Sharman, the running mate there for Coos in the fifties. I mean he's, he's not on your list? Who's that? Bailey Howell? Sharman. Sharman's next. Sharman's oh, after Okay. Collins. What
1: number are we at? Well, Is I'm that 11.
0: 10? I'm down to 11. Oh, that's now. 11.
1: Wow. Yeah. We're getting lean. Okay. We're getting
0: lean. Yeah. I mean, you know, but, but MVP, uh, uh, all star, mm. um, you know, again, the score before in the backcourt, the score next to Coos before Sam Jones kind of takes off. Um, important player in the fifties, a very important player. Those backcourts of the Celtics really were, 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 it was Charmin and Coozy and, and they just didn't have the front court defensively to, to kind of do it. So moving on there, Parrish and DJ. Now Parrish gets the nod over DJ at 12 versus 13 because obviously the three championships as opposed to just the two for DJ, but also his, the latter end of his career, you know, the, the 95 season, the 94 season, um, you know, the, the years are 94, 90, Wait, hold on. Ninety-four season, ninety-three season, he was great. He was great those last few years, and I don't mean to yeah. say like that dis you know, kind of discredits, but he had to keep Kareem in check. That's you know, people want to talk about Wilt versus Russell. Oh, I think
1: Kareem Parish could have been higher up that list.
0: Absolutely, Honestly. but but he his, what he was. Could. The thing is, is he, I mean, he was think about it. we just put do.
1: Garnett ahead of Parrish. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, there's but a lot he, of people that are not doing that. No, As great but, as Kevin was, that's why I asked you the longevity question. Right. You but know, and he, that, that may or may not put a parish ahead of KG.
0: Absolutely. on how you
1: weight that. That's but what the I'm
0: impact, at. like that's that – the thing I'm kind of weighing heavily is how high were you at the top of the game? Chief was never a top five guy, maybe even a top ten guy you could argue Always there, always right in the mix, no doubt because that consistency throughout, but he was never, I mean, like I said, Garnett should have won MVP in 08 without the injuries in 09. They went back to back and we all know the story. And then Um, you have DJ at 12? 13. 13? So DJ's a tough one for me. DJ and the next two could almost all three could be interchangeable.
1: Let's just so, consider it that way because okay. I really want to get to who you left off.
0: So DJ, then JoJo, then Rondo.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, a lot of people Whoa. are like Rondo. Rondo yeah, ahead Rondo. of Reggie Lewis? No, Reggie. No, no. I, Reggie I'm just was saying.
1: Enough. I'm just saying Rondo yeah. ahead of Reggie.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. So let me just let me just kind of ah. sit. Let me sit in these three for a second. All right. Okay. So. First of all, Joe uh, to G- DJ, when they lost Tiny, they needed that infusion of talent, right? The 84 does not happen without DJ. Arguably, 85 isn't the same without DJ. Now, things start to fall off, 86, 87, 88. He's not the same player the first two seasons, I think, I think he starts to, he starts to age, which is, which is, you know, very natural. And I may be biased against DJ because so much of his latter years are kind of what sticks in my mind, but he was so important to 84 and 85. It was, it's difficult to, to put that aside. Um, and you know, he's the best defensive player. You put him on magic and that slows magic down enough to slow down the Lakers. Um, Jojo was crucial to the seventies, like, so, it's crucial to the seventies Celtics. You know, he's, he's the guy pushed the pace. He's got that, that athletic build that looks like he could have, you know, walked off a football field. Um, smooth shooter. I mean, it's all right there. Rondo is the controversial one, right? Rondo is the controversy, but you look at Rondo's numbers, Rondo's numbers are better than Tiny's numbers. I know it's crazy. His numbers are better than Tiny's numbers in the early 80s. When you take that number from 09 to 12, Rondo is a better player than Tiny was. And no one wants to believe it, but it's true. You go on, you go on a, a basketball reference. So those three are there. And then you look at some of those other guys. Um, it's hard to, you know, the, the biggest one that I kind of looked at that I felt like maybe should be on the list is Max. But I had a hard time. What about
1: Ed McCauley?
0: No, no, no. I didn't put. Antoine on. Walker? No way. <laughs> so let me just no ask you, though. Freaking way.
1: <laughs> when you talk about numbers, why yeah. not Antoine?
0: It's so inefficient, incredibly inefficient. I I,
1: I get like, the absurdly inefficiency. inefficient. You know, I don't. I don't want. I don't want Antoine in my fifteen. I just don't know. How <laughs> don't Rondo know. gets in there and Antoine's not even in the conversation.
0: Let's look at let's look at Rondo, right? Rondo was the best player. The Who best playoff shoot? Hold on. He was the best playoff player from 2009 to 2012. The best yeah. playoff player. KG, yeah. Paul, Ray, Rondo. It's not that's just that's just what it is. But don't and you
1: think it has something to do with the people that were around seasons. him?
0: I don't. Think, I don't think you're scoring 40 points against the Heat because you know Paul Pierce is guarding. You know, you know is drawn LeBron and all that. LeBron. I mean, yeah. I, you don't. Know, the way he was dominating those games, it's not just like he was putting up 20 and 10. He was getting 40 points, and for a guy who who like you said can't shoot. It's, I really think the Rondo like controlling things like somehow that's gotten lost over time. I think he's he's really his he was devastating for those five years. That's not stuff Tiny was doing. That's not stuff DJ was doing. You know, I mean, he was the guy. It, All right, it's, it's crazy. So anyway, how
1: long then before Tatum kicks Rondo off oh, this list? I
0: I don't think it's long. I mean, I like think that you're, if
1: they make the Eastern, if they make the NBA finals, but lose this year, does, does that take Tatum's, cause think about it. Think about Tatum every year. They made the postseason, <laughs> right? Yeah. Every year. And he's had some pretty big postseason performances, like when they kicked the crap out of Philly.
0: Um, yeah, I, but know, he's still like. <sighs> I have a hard time At, with projection on it on a on, for not, a, for a, a franchise that's been around seventy five years. I have a hard time with living with projections that much. It's not projection.
1: It's how many years did Rondo play for the Celtics and how many years has Tatum played for the Celtics? He's pretty close already. Like, what yeah. does he need? Two more seasons yeah. before he's matched Rondo's longevity? Like, I'm just saying. See, if all things are equal, when they play 7. the same amount of seasons, yeah, as the two Celtics, more seasons. Two more two seasons, more seasons yep. right? You're right. So in two more seasons, I don't think there's a question. Rondo, you're out of here.
0: Probably. I think <laughs> you're probably right. I think what you're do probably mean right. Probably. Definitely. I mean, think about the people you're, you're, you're saying he's gone past. I, so let's talk about the omissions, right? He's the guys I left off. Now, Tatum about-
1: leapfrogs these people in two uh, years. If you've got Rondo at 15.
0: Well, but, but just look at the – just saying it's not just Rondo you're talking about here. We're talking about Frank Ramsey. We're talking about Sash Sanders. We're talking about Max, finals MVP. Jump on my yeah, back, but boys. Yeah, there's nothing about
1: Tatum. Tiny. Versus Rondo. Isaiah Thomas. Like It doesn't pull Rondo out and you swap in one of these guys.
0: No, no, no. My, I, that's not my Isaiah point. Isaiah definitely
1: deserve. I get your point. My point is that Rondo is out in two years because Tatum –
0: Yeah, but they're not doing a 77th. (laughs) They're doing it 75th.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying.
0: It's the 75th anniversary is why they're doing this. I see what you're,
1: I got it. You're not going to change this list. You're saying this is a snapshot in time and it can't, it can't be revisited in two years.
0: I mean, if I'm making that, if we're making that list for the 77th anniversary of the NBA, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think I would say. You know, Tatum isn't probably just at 15. He's probably closer to like seven or eight at that point. You know, um, but so, so the why do he make for, the
1: list today? Yeah.
0: The, the challenge for Tatum to me is that how do you take team success? How do you get enough team success to beat out guys who've won ranks? Everybody on this list has won a ring or two or three or 11. Okay. Um, how do that's you, a pre, so that's, that's a prerequisite. Tough. You know, Tatum's well, got to get
1: a ring to get in here.
0: Yeah, I, it's pretty tough. I mean, you got to pretty have this special. season?
1: Does he? Are you giving him this season? Can we do this at the end of the I year if the Celtics okay. win the championship? Yeah. Rondo is off, and Tatum is on. Deal. That takes Maybe. us perfectly into our wrap-up conversation. <laughs> We've hit about an hour, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to close. That was fun. Oh it's fun. I don't think I picked you apart like crazy and you no. got some sound. It's pretty sound, you know, and I don't think where you I, you know, hey, it's just it's nitpicking at that point. I'm surprised <laughs> though you didn't put Danny Ainge in there too. There's definitely plenty of guys kind of, you know, on the on the fringe of that conversation. But yeah. so what are the projection projections for this year? Because if they win a championship, I'm kicking Rondo off your list. <laughs> A lot it's of that simple. It's that. It's that's, and that's what we want to have happen. It right? feels Obviously. like you're targeting
0: Rondo. I gotta say, it, it feels a little bit like you know. I'm channeling the, the Rondo thing is really like. I believe you said once he can't even hit the backboard. I think on a shot it was.
1: I think that's what my dad said.
0: No, no, no you know, you said it. I remember. <laughs> this was not a dad head. This was this was a jughead original. I remember. Yeah, because it <laughs> happened.
1: It definitely happened. Oh man. Might not have happened as often as I liked to, uh, right,
0: right. Yes. give it, give it crap, but of yeah. course. <laughs> okay. So anyway, anyway,
1: what are your projections, you know, for the Celtics? Like wh- how many, Green. simple stuff. How many games do they win and what seed, uh, in the Eastern Conference do they, do they get? because was, yeah. I, you know Philly would have been a tough contender but i think they're out of that conversation right now they're dysfunctional as all get
0: out yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, so i'm thinking that they are probably i'm a little bullish on them i think i'm bullish on them um so i'm saying 49 wins yeah i was going to say 48 um we always do that we're always a little I win. know it's crazy It is Um, really
1: weird. We're usually within one game. Yeah. Remember when we were like, Heyward Kyrie,
0: 55. Yeah. 54.
1: (laughs) Uh.
0: I just, I can't go 50. And, and I, and also the COVID thing and not knowing who you miss and all that stuff. But I, I like the depth. I think the depth is, is good enough. Um, I think Tatum is going to level up this year. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to get out of, out of Brown. Not, not bad. I'm just saying like, we haven't really seen enough of him in the preseason other than that one, you know, half where he went, you know, bananas. Um, so I, I think that they're going to, they're going to scratch out that, that, you know, kind of 48-49 win territory, which is a good solid season. Um, I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be a better regular season team than a postseason team. Um, oh, because, interesting. because of the youth, I think the youth is not c- going to quite be there. Um, and so I think it will probably be, you know, second round exit. Um, I'd love I to think, see him in the I conference think, finals. I, but I think
1: there could be a little bit of a move once they see what they have and everything else.
0: That would change
1: So, things. so, sure. uh, so I, I think that they're, I think Brad has positioned them to potentially make a play. And perform much better in the postseason. So I think we'll have to wait and see, but I still think 48 wins. Um, and I think they're going to land in at that fourth spot. So yeah. what are your thoughts on what, what seed they get?
0: I would say <laughs> 48 wins. It's going to be no, close. You said 49.
1: You said I'm sorry, 49. 49. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: 49. It's going to be close. I would, I think they can ego with the third seed. Yeah, I think they can get there. I think it's all going to be pretty close. Three, four, five, six. I think all those. I think it's going to be a, go right down to the last day for for who's going to break through. Um, Who do
1: they play the last the last week? Who are the teams oh, that are going to be? I know it's so. I didn't really think about it till just
0: now. <laughs> let's do our let's do our <laughs> let's do our predictions for the last week of the season. That's well, it. I'm, I'm all more or doing?
1: less. I'm more or less <laughs> thinking about what you just said. Yeah. About how they're going to be crammed in in that three through six. So yeah. who are they playing down the stretch? Because that will tell us how much control over their destiny they might
0: have. All right. So the last five games are the Pacers, Wizards, Bulls, Bucks, and Grizzlies. Bucks could be resting everybody by that. Yeah. Part. I was just
1: going to say. So, so the Bucks are out of that. The, yeah. the Grizz are, you know, and who knows? so, the, so, so the Playin'? the. the the yeah. punching team that they're the pun the team they're punching against most likely in that three through six if anybody mm-hmm. is Indiana,
0: maybe the Bulls. Bulls, yeah, too.
1: maybe the Bulls.
0: You know, the Bulls they they went out and got all that talent, but that could also fail spectacularly too. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a big believer in what they have there, so uh, I don't think they have enough defense personally, but. Yeah, I I agree. I think it, it could come down to that that last week and trying to figure out, you know, the jockey for position thing. Um the Celtics do have a tough um they have a tough December. You know, kind of looking at the schedule, um you know, they've got the Jazz, they got uh the Lakers, they got the Clippers, they got the Suns, they got the Bucks, they got the Warriors, the Sixers again, the Bucks again, the Clippers again, the Suns again. I mean, their December is kinda hellish. Um one January is much nicer to them with some you know, playing New Orleans and Charlotte and Detroit and Orlando and things get a lot easier um in, in, in January, but December is a tough run. Um, yeah, I was the bat, you know, they, it's not too bad, um, in November. So they've got to kind of get going, but if they don't have, if they haven't hit their stride by the start of the month of December, kind of that first, the end of that first full month, I guess it, it could be a slog just looking at the the type or, we're getting to Christmas and we're getting, you know, really optimistic because they're they're able to put a hurt on some of these teams that maybe we wouldn't think they would be able to. Certainly playing Golden State early on is a good thing uh, before um, you know, they you know, Clay Thompson comes back. So uh let's hope that, that works out well for them. They got a puncher's chance. Yeah. Puncher's chance. Yeah, I like it. I like that. Yeah, it's all
1: about, it's all about health once again, folks.
0: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And, and it really depth, is. And having depth now. Yeah, but the
1: depth is there. So now it's Could about be. the right players staying healthy. And you know, I don't yeah. care how much they've bolstered in the big man department. If you, if you're struggling to keep Al Horford and Robert Williams in lineups, um, that's going to, that's going to take a major toll, major yeah. toll just going to play more than they think. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, enjoy the first game of the season. Opening night, Uh by the time you listen to this, probably, that'll be tonight. But uh I hope everybody enjoys it, has some fun. Celtics basketball, it's back. So's John. So's Justin. That's me. And uh we will talk to you on the flip side after the start of the season. We see what this team kind of shows us. What... What, we, I did not get enough in preseason, so I'm glad we're starting the real season. That's going to do it for this week's show. As a reminder, you can support Celtic Stuff Live by following at CSL underscore tweet live on Twitter. John is at CSL underscore Duke. I am at CSL underscore Justin. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in and as a, and, and a heartfelt thank you for tuning in. Honestly, heartfelt thank you that I, we always say it's heartfelt. There it is. It's so heart. <laughs> on behalf of the founder of CLMS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host, John Duke, i Justin Pullen, Oh, there's the heart. Aww. If you are watching on YouTube, please do, too. That was dumb. That oh, was dumb. <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of Celtic Stuff
0: Live.